You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, it's time to go around the NFL playoffs. Remember, all guests appear on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Yeah, every now and then I'll call her Sarah Ono and people... Do you know when he calls you on that show? <laughs> Anthony's Anthony's little partner there. Do you know when he calls you? Like, all right. All you all you people from Magnificat, you guys need to relax. Not everything is serious. A man who's very serious. Ken Wyman, 1057 the fan in Baltimore. He joins us as the Ravens. Get set to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, Ken. What's uh, what's a typical to see if you want to hang out with a friend or you've got a family? Very good friend, very close friend. What what is the typical commute that would be acceptable? Because we have like almost an hour between yeah. the two of us, so it rules out us getting together a lot of times. You can't find a point in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you like to play home games at this age, don't you, Ken? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, twenty minutes is probably max. All right, so we're uh, we're 24 minutes over, so we can't do that. All right, Ken says 20 minutes. Uh, Ken. Ken could fly to Cleveland in the, the time it takes you to drive. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> the prospects of the Ravens going to the Super Bowl, I can't believe this. There are people in Cleveland. It might be an age thing. We have picked up on some people in Cleveland who want the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. That's how tired people are of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, do you feel that outside of Baltimore with the other fan bases? Well, yeah, because it, the Kansas City Chiefs have, A, morphed into it's And remember the, the whole Foxborough Invitational uh, aspect of it all on the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes has played in the AFC Championship game every year of his career. And then, of course, the Taylor Swift factor. So people are kind of sick of the Chiefs. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I sense that around the country people are, are kind of rooting for the Ravens. Well, it's weird because with Taylor Swift, there's a lot of hardcore football guys who are sick of her, Tony Dungy being one of them. But, you know, when she's up there in that box in Buffalo, those are, that's a really good fan base, and those people were more than happy to see Taylor Swift and her family and maybe her future brother-in-law and the whole thing. Yeah, I, I'm not bothered about it at all, but for some reason people are triggered by Taylor Swift. Uh, she's living her best life. Uh, I, I can't complain. I, and, hey, when they break up, there's going to be a hell of an album. I hope. I like love. I hope those two stay together. <laughs> Tone, go ahead. That's, a, so, that's how she writes songs. So do we, know, what, do we know what the sweet situation is going to be like? Because we have fans here listening to the show that said if the Browns have a home playoff game, nobody has given up their suite for Taylor Swift. Well, I, my assumption is there's a family suite. She's she, It's not just her. It's uh, Pat Mahomes' wife and other guys' wives. So uh, I, I, my assumption is that there is some family suite, and she will be in that suite. Uh, uh, yeah, I know there's been a bunch of talk here that they should put her at the top of the stadium like I saw. I can remember going to the AFC Championship game in 01 in Oakland, 
and we sat at the top of Mount Davis, and we were there with uh, with Ravens family members. So that like people are saying that we should put them up there, but. Uh, yeah, there, there's probably going to be a suite. And let's face it, she can afford it hypothetically, even if she had to pay for it. What's it feel like being you know, a favorite to a lot of people? I mean, there's people who are saying you guys are going to blow out Kansas City, that you're going to expose the Chiefs for poor tackling, for for not having the weapons that they've had in the past, for putting everything on Patrick Mahomes' shoulders. Your thoughts as an analyst on those comments? <laughs> oh, now I'm an analyst. Uh, I think that one of the things you, you got to look at with the Ravens is that they're they're beating good teams. They're not only beating them, they're blowing them out. And we saw it last week against Houston. We saw it against San Francisco. We saw it against Miami. We saw it against Detroit earlier this year. Hey, when Seattle came to town, they were good. They beat the crap out of them. So it, the, the fact is the Ravens aren't just beating people. They're destroying people. So I get where that comes from, but – you know, Kansas City, and I, I do think they're going to win this game, but Kansas City's a different animal, and, and part of it is because they've been there before and because they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, though. I, I, I'm not buying what I saw from them offensively last week because I think Buffalo's defense is, was bad because they were so banged up. Uh, Mark Andrews, what is the status, and is there, is there an expectation that, you know, if not maybe this week, uh, he would absolutely be a part of the game plan in a potential Super Bowl. So he practiced in full the last two days last week, and there was some thought that he would play this past week, but he didn't. My gut in talking to people is, and we'll see when they hit the practice field later this afternoon, but I think he's going to play this week. Uh, I, I'm not as confident about Marlon Humphrey. I, I don't think he's going to play, but I do think Andrews is going to play this week. Ken Wyman, 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Hey, real quick, right off the top of your head, where do you put Watson in the AFC in terms of quarterbacks? Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Remember him? Remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the, the guy who they brought in the old guy and he was better. Um, uh, I don't like where this is going at all. I don't like this. Uh, Did you ask him? Uh, I wanted to get an outsider's perspective. That's what I asked him. He's hemming and hawing right, still. Go ahead, Ken. Uh, uh, what's there's there's 16 teams in the AFC. Uh, we're I'll done put here. Put them around 10. We're done here. Uh, Ken Wyman, 1057, the fan in Baltimore. Should I even bother with the other two? No. I have to. I almost went, oh, bleep. <laughs> right there on the air. Jay Binkley, Kansas City. <laughs> I'm just, now I'm drawing a blank. 610, Kansas City. Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. Jay Binkley joining us on the show. Are you guys uh, happy being the Undertaker and everybody. Uh, Thinks you're going to beat them and you're, they're tired of seeing you now? Is that the way it is? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, too. I'm pretty sure Mahomes likes it, too, who sits 9-1-1 one, and one against the spread as an underdog. Pretty sure he liked it. I think the Chiefs had a lot of fun uh, going and crushing the Buffalo Bills spirits. I mean, they ruined that town and that football team. They were crying. They were upset. They're not sure what's ever going to happen with that football team. We see that sometimes where a team is just down for years because of a bad loss. But uh, I think the Chiefs, uh, as Patrick Mahomes said it for the game, they wanted that game and they got that game. Why is, other than the fact it's in Baltimore, but why is Kansas City an underdog with uh, Patrick Mahomes, everything you just said? Well, it's weird how it works out. I think it's just uh, the way the offense played earlier this season, the way things weren't working out. I think people forget Patrick Mahomes only has four games in his history where he's lost by more than one score. And that's like a stat that sits out there that I don't think a lot of people realize. And you have a kid 
that's played in six straight AFC title games and only been a starter six straight years. It's amazing what happened. And not to mention, Patrick Mahomes is better on the road than at home. Like, every one of his splits is better at, at, on the road than he is at home. And the Chiefs were a better road team uh, this year than home team. But, yeah, I don't know. It's Baltimore was very upset when they were the underdogs playing at uh, San Francisco a few weeks ago. But uh, Chiefs love being the underdog, man. I mean, they absolutely love being it. I mean, what about the fans? Because all we heard all year was, oh, this is it. They have to retool. They need more talent around Patrick Mahomes. The wide receivers, total disaster. And here you are just one game away from getting back to the Super Bowl. How confident are the fans? Well, they're, they're really confident. I mean, they, they're used to doing this. It's what they do. Uh, the Chiefs, it's tough, man. It's, they play a mental game with different teams. It's that experience. Um, and teams make the mistakes. They make the mis- crucial mistakes. I mean, Kansas City was putting that game out there for Buffalo to win. When they fumbled out of the end zone, that could have put the game away right there. Then the Chiefs had a chance to jump on a fumble at the end of the game, and they didn't. They let Buffalo hang in into that game. So it, it's amazing, you know, when teams get down to it, then they see Mahomes come out at the end of the game, and they kind of melt down. How do you get Mark? How how did things open up with Marquez Valdez Scantling here? You know, I don't know. That that's just something. Uh, that's an anomaly that happens once in a while. Just yeah. like it's a disappointing season. And last year it was the same way. Kind of you know didn't really do anything until the Cincinnati Bengals AFC title game, and he was the best receiver in that game. <laughs> it's just it's just every once in a while someone stands up, and uh, and Marquez Valdez Scantling had that game. Well, didn't do much all year, but you had those catches in that game, which were huge. Real quick, where do you put Deshaun Watson in the AFC in terms of quarterbacks? Oh, I really liked Deshaun Watson this year. I actually said that uh, you know he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the AFC, and it's proven wrong this year. I mean, he's got to prove it first. Um, I'd say mm, bottom third. All right, Jay Binkley, 610 Sports in Kansas City as the Chiefs get ready to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Boy, I, I got to do it, I have to ask. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions in Detroit where they are getting ready to take on the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. And Matt, uh, what a moment for all the fans there at Ford Field. Do you taste the Super Bowl? Is it within your grasp? You know, it can. I mean, it's pretty wild up here. People just don't know what to do. I mean, this is something that uh, they have not, like you said, tasted since since 1991, being in the NFC Championship game. But people are very confident. Uh, San Francisco looked shaky Saturday night against the Packers. I think we'll probably see a better version of the 49ers this weekend. But the Lions have a ton of confidence. They're playing well. They don't make a lot of mistakes. And uh, they're just so well-drilled and schooled. And I think going on the road is, is something that this team embraces. The story of Jared Goff is amazing to me because he was basically cast off after getting, you know, to to the Super Bowl and just was considered not good enough by his head coach. And now here he is on a different team, and it's Detroit, and he's one game away from the Super Bowl. How criminally underrated right now is Jared Goff? Yeah, I mean, Anthony, you're right. I mean, you know, only, only 10 quarterbacks have taken two different teams ever to, you know, title games and he's he's joining that group i mean he's just been really really solid but makes every throw that's the thing yeah he's not lamar jackson or mahomes or allen where he's scrambling and making plays with his legs and 
you know, even the last few years, all the games the Lions played with the Bears in the division, when Justin Fields makes a play, people say, well, why don't we have that? Well, I'll take Jared Goff over Justin Fields because Jared Goff makes every throw. Sure, he's not, you know, great outside the pocket, but he's going to get paid. He's got one more year left next year at $25 million, but he's, he's taken a, a Detroit Lions team somewhere Matthew Stafford never did, right? And uh, the, the players love him, and the fans the last two playoff games here screaming his name and yelling Jared Goff all game. I mean, they've, they've embraced him, and it's a cool underdog story, but I think Sean McVay has admitted he made a mistake in just how he handled that situation because Goff was good. But this was a trade with Stafford and Goff that uh, really benefited both teams. How do they beat the 49ers? It's going to be tough, Ken. I mean, you know, San Francisco really defends the middle of the field well, and that's where the Lions kind of eat with Laporta and and St. Brown. They just they can't make any mistakes. They can't give San Francisco short fields. And I think they got to do what Green Bay did last week, and that's pound the rock, run the football, use their offensive line and uh, kind of wear down the Niners. And, yeah, they're, pass- they're known for their passing game with Goff. And like I said, St. Brown, Laporta, Jamison Williams, and all these guys. But probably come down to running the football and uh, and not making a lot of mistakes. What would you think of Donovan Peoples-Jones in a return game? <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as he catches the ball and just doesn't make any mistakes. I mean, you know, Khalif Raymond is your usual punt returner. All of a sudden, he gets hurt the last couple of weeks, so it's like, oh, DPJ gets a chance. So he's he's, he's fine. It's uh, you know, when in doubt, occasionally he makes a play. I, mean, I don't think he's you know in their game plan or anything like huge, but he's a solid kid. He came home and and can be a Detroit kid going to the Super Bowl. That'd be pretty cool. All right, Matt, you remember uh, those '80s Browns playoff atmospheres? You know, who could forget the Bills game? Back in the day, uh, how would you compare that to what it was like in Detroit in the Dome last weekend? You know what, Anthony? I actually compare it to those Richfield Coliseum days of the Lenny Wilkins team, Larry Bird's last game in the playoffs when the Cavs beat the Celtics. I kind of compare it to that, where it's inside, it's just raucous. I mean, yeah, the old stadium used to rock, and obviously I was sitting there in Section 37 when, when Brennan scored and we thought we were going to beat the Broncos, and it was like, the place was shaking. It is very similar, but kind of the environment because I was at the Rams game, it kind of reminded me of Richfield a little bit. These these fans are just dying for, for, for a championship, and that first playoff game was just unbelievable because they hadn't hosted one in 32 years. Like I said, a lot of fans don't know how to act. Man. I mean, this is, this is brand new, but it's a young team, and they're going to be around for a little while. All right, well, Ken's done asking because yeah. it didn't go well the first two times. Uh, Bomani Jones had Deshaun Watson ranked ninth on the list of quarterbacks in the AFC. Where do you have Deshaun Watson? We know one thing, fellas. He's better than anything they have in Pittsburgh. That what is that? (laughs) Am I supposed to be excited about that? Jeez, I thought I was throwing a softball to you, Ken. Come on. Not gonna gonna start screaming out, pony, pony. Come on, give me something. I, just beating Pony, I, Matt. I beat Pony all the time. Just beating Pony does not make me excited. <laughs> I wouldn't. So he said top nine of the AFC. I mean, there's only sixteen of them. So. Right. I mean, may, yeah, maybe. I mean, I have to look at the list, but I, right now, I mean, I'd probably put him. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess he would be around nine, ten, eleven. Oh, right. Geez. I mean, there's. Oh there's boy. Some bad ones. 
but come on, he's not ahead there's of a, Allen, Mahomes, Burrow. There's a specific reason I'm asking this, and I'm going to bring it up in the next segment. I'm not trying to make everybody put, be put in a bad mood here, but there's a specific reason because I kind of had a kind of had a meltdown earlier in the show, Matt, and I I had to get an outsider. I know you're an insider because you're from here, but you get what I'm saying. You know? I do. I do. Yeah. Well, off the top of my head, I mean, you know, like I said, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Lamar. I mean, that's five, right? I mean, yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he is seven or eight. I don't know. Great. I got to look at the list. I mean, we know he's better than Zach Wilson. Like I said, I think in Pittsburgh. And I don't know. It's for great. I mean, he's better, better than the Raiders. He's better than Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> no. All right. Well, enjoy the uh, <laughs> NFC Championship game. I'm pulling for you guys. Thank you, brother. Damn. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I was hoping for a Lions-Brown Super Bowl, you know? I was, and I told great. you that. I know. I don't want to have to root for or that root against. That would have felt very uh, Cubs versus yeah. uh, Indians World yeah, Series, right? No, don't, don't. Anthony, don't go there, please. Ah, <laughs> glad to see we could all be upset at the end of this. Matt, thank you very much. Matt Derry, Locked on Lions. Part of the great triumvirate that was around the NFL playoffs. There was a, there, it wasn't just to upset you. I'm not doing that. There was a specific reason, if you were listening earlier in the show, and that's why you get the free Odyssey app so you can rewind and go back to it and hear that. There is a specific, very specific reason I asked that question in particular to everybody. And also, guys, Bill Callahan's a good coach. If he does leave, we can admit that he's a good coach. You don't need to talk trash about him out the door. It's coming up on the fam. Cam Justice, 9 o'clock. Yes. Well, did you know, I'm sure Cam knew, that the playoffs can and will affect what happens next season? And Dale Ryder and Andy Baskin going to cover it all. It's always game day in Cleveland, sponsored locally by Smiley One. Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Subscribe to the podcast at 923thefan.com or on your Odyssey app. Whoa. Whoa. It's 10 paces before you shoot, Kayla. Trigger happy. Eight and a half. Sometimes Jeez. my hand just kind of twitches and it works faster than my I brain. I thought it was fine. I didn't mean to upset. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Anybody about the, uh, let me get to the Brian Baldinger comments coming up in a bit. Florio was on Baskin and Phelps yesterday. And he said, Miles Garrett should go to jail. Wait, that's a different conversation that we all argued with, with Mike Florio over. Um. He was on uh, Baskin and Phelps yesterday, talked about the Browns' 2024 expectations. We'll get to that here in a moment. There was a reason I asked the question to all three of the guys. What did I tell you an hour ago? I was in a shoot. I was upset. I was really, really excitable and, and 
My frustration is, is that I can say anything I want to about Deshaun Watson and everybody's going to go, yeah, you're a homer stop outside of Cleveland. And there's probably plenty of people in Cleveland who are saying, yeah, you can sit there and try to prop this guy up all you want. Joe Flacco played better. <laughs> oh, God. I got nothing. I got, I got the guns on either hip and I don't have any bullets. So here we are. And that's it. And I decided, I go, yeah, I'm going to ask that question to the people from outside the city. And Jay Binkley had him bottom third, and Ken Wyman had him 10th, and uh, Matt Derry tried to make me feel better, and that was about it. I'm stuck. We're stuck. That's what it is. This thing, it, it's just got to be better, or it's going to be an untenable position that we're all put in. Right? I think, I think the good news is that there is going to be Help some. Me with the good news, you don't sound too convincing well, on the good news. I, hey, look, obviously Watson is not has has been. I don't even know what what the best way to describe the twelve games we've seen him, but it has not been the guy that I hyped up as an elite quarterback. I mean, my God, I I should be the one feeling feeling pressure and on the hot seat. I'm the guy that wanted him, and, and now people are calling me a hater of Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's that's where we're at right now. Is even the one guy in town who desperately wanted him is like, ah, this is not the guy that I wanted. He just hasn't been. Hasn't been anything close. You know, we've seen, like any NFL quarterback, we've seen a good half here, a good half here. But, you know, you see that out of Gardner Minshew. You see that out of Tommy DeVito. That doesn't mean that the guy's fixed. And I now, did not and, trade for Gardner Minshew. I Minchu. know, and now he's going, and now he went under the knife with, you know, what, I, what I've been told by people that would know that this was a very serious surgery. Mm. Was it good news to hear Andrew Barry say that he's ahead of schedule? Sure. Have I ever heard a GM say a guy was behind schedule? No, I haven't. So I, I guess we have to wait and see and judge the zip of his passes once training camp begins. I commend the Browns, though, for understanding that running it back was probably not going to be the way to go. Because I just assume that's what they would do. When they lost and they got embarrassed in that playoff game, I said, well, they're just going to run it back and they're going to swap out Joe Flacco for, um, for Deshaun Watson and... Hopefully that offensive line's a little healthier. Hopefully Nick Chubb can join him for the ride at some point next year. And I think the Browns said, no, that's not good enough. That's Here, not good enough. Well, that, that, that's probably part of the reasons. Here's Mike Florio on the Browns' 2024 expectations. I don't know what the expectations for the Browns were going into this season because it could all go so many different ways. We didn't know what was going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And now, coming back for 2024, we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, we don't know how healthy he's going to be. Is he going to be effective? We're in year three of this five-year fully guaranteed contract. How many more chances does he get? How many more chances does the coaching staff get to try to get the most out of him? What kind of veteran backups, if any, and presumably there will be at least one on the roster in the event that he gets injured again? There's just so many unknowns. The one good thing is the defense is great. Jim Schwartz will be back, and that's helpful. But unlike other teams that feel like they're on an upward trajectory when they get to the playoffs and have that great season, I don't know what to think of the Browns because so much of it comes down to Deshaun Watson and the quarterback play in the event that he can't stay healthy or isn't effective in 2024. Well, I really like to go after Mike Florio, but I can't really on that statement. I, I think it was relatively fair because you know, my, I, I've, I've talked about expectations. Like I, I thought about this yesterday. What means a successful season? It's a moving target to a lot of teams. Like, I found the Browns season to be successful. I did too. 
In, uh, what was your reason why you thought the Browns season was successful? I, the, the fact that they overcame all that they overcame, still somehow figured out a way with four or five quarterbacks to make the playoffs. Same. Like, that, to me, was amazing. So what are your goals for next year? What What is the ex- no? What is the expectation right off the rip in January for next year? My goal is to win the division. Okay. What's your expectation? I don't think I expect them to win the division. What do you, What do you demand of the football team? What are your demands? I, I, I it's got to be to make the playoffs. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I look judging by the rest of the AFC. I don't know how you could. You can expect all you want, but there's also delusion well, tell, involved. Okay, but I'm like, telling am I you, supposed to expect Deshaun to come off this injury and be better than Lamar Jackson, be better than Patrick Mahomes, I'm be better than to, Josh Allen? No. And we aren't even talking about Joe Burrow. I'm not trying to talk you into something you don't believe. I'm trying to find out what the reasonable expectation is for you. Because I said last year, I've said these last couple of weeks since the season ended, you can't just make the playoffs this year. You can't just do that. But then I have to admit, everybody's all downtrodden on this guy. And I was thinking about the, like, where is he ranking in the AFC? And I have to admit, all right, with what's successful, if they just get to the divisional round and lose, and they lose to, gosh, Burrow, or take your pick. If they lose to them, yeah, there's going to be some upset people, but what if Deshaun Watson throws for 4,000 yards and looks good? Looks like a, a top end, top in, in the AFC, it's loaded with quarterbacks, so if he's like top four in the AFC. Him and C.J. Stroud and Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, the whole thing, you're up in that category. Am I that upset? Am I making big changes? Am I firing people? I mean, maybe. I have no idea what next... December is going to hold for everybody involved in next January. But that I, I think that's where, you know, I've, I've been talking tough the last couple of weeks. I go, well, I mean, I kind of got to see the forest for the trees here. Or if they don't, if they go out and they, they get to the division round and they lose, and he still looks good, am I going to see it in another way? Well, now you had, you're going into year nine with Miles. Well, this might be the end of the road now for Nick Chubb. This might be all these other guys. I mean, how, how, many, how many more years is Joe Batonio going to play? He says he expects to be back next year. But it's obviously a question of whether what kind of what type of guard he's going to be when he comes back. What type of player he's going to be when he comes back? Some of your best players are aging, yeah, because he started to rack up some injuries here recently. That's that that's absolutely going to be part of the the thought process. So now I I have to think when I looked at the playoffs this year, the Browns, yes, they had a successful season, but clearly there's a caveat, clearly, and that caveat is what is the quarterback going to be next year? Because it is a Contract you can't get out from, and he has to prove that maybe we missed our quote-unquote window for a Super Bowl, but can he carry this thing forward while we start to make some of the changes on the roster? Well, if he if it's proven that he can, yeah, I might feel better about the situation. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to be realistic. Like I'm tr- Watson, I am too. Watson could bounce back in a big way and have a really good year. They might still not win the division. Like that's how hard it is in this division. Obviously, their schedule is going to get a little tougher uh, next year. Um, but you know, whatever schedules, you never know ahead of time. I, I, I just I don't want to be delusional. Like, yeah, be great to be a tough talking show and say, oh, uh, we demand this and that and there. They made this trade to go to the Super Bowl. Okay, but we have new information, and the new information is that you know you have you have a lot of formidable teams, coaches, and quarterbacks in the AFC that are ahead of the Browns right now. And and there will be people, and it's going to be tough to disagree with them because I hear what you're saying, but it's going to be tough with callers calling and go, what do we trade him for? So we can can have these arguments going, well, he's up there with all these other guys. you, You traded for him to be a part of the arms race. That's why you did it. 
Bob and Euclid, you're next up on the fan. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I think it's kind of overly optimistic to assume that Deshaun Watson will ever throw another pass for the Browns. I can find no quarterback or major league pitcher who's ever come back from glenoid surgery. 90% of glenoid fractures, there's no displacement of the bone. So the, they just they put you in a sling and they rest you. They had to go in there and put that thing back together with titanium screws and plates. And it's his throwing arm. It, and, I, I, you know, I mean, he was, he was uh, an erratic passer prior to this. You know, I just think, I hope there's a plan B. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Bob, this was a, well, a well, feel-good call for the ages. I do think in the past we have said time and time again, and a reminder, the team said, Andrew Barry said he's ahead of schedule and he's looking fine and they, they think he's going to be A-OK at the start of next year. I have heard more people than not in, in, the, uh, in the medicine and health community that have said what he said, mm-hmm. I mean, that are very worried about his future. I don't know. We can't sit here and proclaim either way right now. As far as the plan B – in the past, in the NFL, you used to have the line all the time, Kenny, about what happens if a guy like Peyton Manning goes down. You're screwed either way. But now in the NFL, with the amount of quarterbacks that go down, I don't think you can think that way. I think you have to have a plan B, especially if you got a quarterback that's no longer durable or, or perceived as durable. I do think you have to have a plan B. Coming that's that's going to guide a lot of the discussion about what we do in the offseason. Well, we'll ask about that plan B coming up with uh, Cam Justice coming up at 9 o'clock and what they intend to do at that position, whether or not it's realistic that Joe Flacco would come back. And you know her interpretation of the words that Stump Mitchell gave her uh, a couple of days ago when he was telling a lot of people about his experience with the Cleveland Browns. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. Cam Justice is going to join us from News 5 then. Coming up, I got to get to the Bill Callahan thought here because I think some people are trying to reasonably or trying to be more reasonable than they should be about the possibility of him leaving. And I worry about it, not because of the Nick Wilsons of the world, but because of the Anthony Limas. What it is, I'll tell you next on The Fan. I'm not going to attack Nick Wilson. I'm sure Nick is like, oh, God, here he comes. Nope, that's not the case of it whatsoever. Not going to attack Nick Wilson at all. In fact, I want you to listen to Nick Wilson and Spencer German as they tackle the arrival of Bill O'Brien and Columbus and all the other big college football headlines on the new Sons of the Shoe episode. Follow Sons of the Shoe on 923thefan.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. An Odyssey station. Nick had tweeted last night, and I, I, I will say I don't like using Todd Helton as an argument against things. I, I go, man, these guys, I don't want to use it against them. Like, they made the Hall of Fame. I don't Because I don't want to rip on them for playing their asses off, playing as long as they could, playing as well as they could. Like, I don't, it's un, to me, it's unfair to Todd Helton. Like, I wouldn't want anybody to be put in that, that position. I don't know Todd Helton. He might be a horrible guy for all I know. But I don't want him to be put in that position. I wouldn't want to be in that spot where it's like, yeah, you only made the Hall of Fame because these writers are this way. But I'm not worried about Nick Wilson in this because Nick loves baseball and pays attention to baseball and follows it. Same thing for Dan Menegan. Dan Menegan is – he's a, he, Dan has a special obsession with baseball that I don't know – I mean, I love football. I love the game, and I love everything about it, but I don't know if I touch Medigan on his obsession with baseball. I worry about the guys like you. You worked in upstate New York. You went mm-hmm. to Cooperstown. You went to Cooperstown as a tourist. Mm-hmm. 
Where's your level of interest with the Baseball Hall of Fame? I've been there a bunch of times. Where's your level of interest? I've been in induction ceremonies. Where's your level of interest right now in 2024? Less than zero. I mean, there's there's no interest. And when I when I say what I say about Nick, Nick is passionate about it. But I've gotten to the point where it's like it does me no good. I my my anger, quote unquote, frustration, ranting, it's done no good. And it now it's just sounds like I'm shouting cuss words down a storm drain because it's nothing's going to come of it. We're spitting into the air now. It's been the same thing. So Todd Helton getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Congratulations to him. I don't want to use it against him or Joe Maurer, which you can always look up Joe Maurer and Burt Blylevin and thank me later. And then uh, Adrian Beltre. I don't want to hold it against them just because I might have an axe to grind that really I'm just tired of grinding the axe. I'm done with it with the Baseball Writers of America. That's it. I mean, ever since like votes got sold and stuff like that, I look at it and go, you're not a serious Hall of Fame. I hold the Football Hall of Fame very close to my heart for obvious reasons. I'm very interested in the Halls of Fame. In, in preserving history. I love history, and I love history of sports. But with the Baseball Hall of Fame, I, I kind of just roll my eyes every year and go, all right, they're going to announce it, and because it's a sports story and it's January, I'm going to report on it, and and they're going to announce the players, and people are going to be upset because they don't put the Royd area guys in, and we're yeah. just going to dust off the argument. It's just, and it's for guys like me and you who are, I'm approaching 40, you are already 40. What about the 20-year-old? The 20-year-olds don't care at all. No, it's not as special it really is not as special. Maybe if you've been there, if you've been there, it is awesome. I mean, what a what an awesome town. What a great backdrop and the 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 amazing events they have, you know, the entire the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Really all week that they have there. But it's it's just always going to be weird. The best guys that I ever saw play baseball. I mean, the best guys, who were they? They were Barry Bonds, they were McGuire, they were Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens. Take your pick. Um Down even even A Rod. I'd throw A Rod up there. I know he was always a disappointment uh, to, to some. But People like, don't like A-Rod for obvious reasons, but, I mean, you can't deny how good he was. Yeah. Uh, Manny Ramirez. <laughs> but you know what I mean. The the best players I ever saw are not in that Hall of Fame, and so there's a bunch of guys that were not the best players I ever saw, and so I don't know how to ever begin to examine like, so we're assuming everybody in the Hall of Fame has never taken a steroid. Like, that's got to be the assumption. Like, how does well, that's, that? Well, that's the whole point of it. It's like. Because we know that's not true. I, I mean, we, we flatly think, we flatly know that's not true. What numbers do you think are going to get retired from the Cleveland Cavaliers 2016 championship? Will Tristan Thompson's jersey get retired? More than likely. Yeah, I guess, especially because he came back. I, huh? I think more than likely, yeah. I mean, he's he's been a Cavalier never, for a very long time. I never even time. thought about Tristan. I think Tristan Thompson's jersey will be retired at some point. Am I going to make a big deal about it? Well, he got suspended 25 games for PEDs in 2024. No, that ain't going to happen. So, and, and again, you mentioned it. Like, there's plenty of guys in, in the Baseball Hall of Fame. This is what bothers me about it. You can't Like, Bill Belichick is going to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We know about that history. How many guys have tried to find an edge? Bob Feller himself spoke about guys with 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 scopes trying to pick up signs, and we brought we dusted that whole conversation off during the Astros things. There's going to be Astros that we're going to talk about in the Hall of Fame. Are the writers going to keep them out? But I get tired of it eventually because it's the same conversation over and over. By the time those Astros are in, it'll change a little bit. Maybe I will be more enthused about it. Maybe they'll just start putting people into the Hall of Fame and we don't have to worry about it, but more than likely, no. And so that's it. It's the end of the conversation with it. There's it, nowhere else to go it, except we just crazy. dust it off every year to fill time. I cannot explain enough to the younger people listening how big of a deal 
the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame was when we were young. As big as the, how yeah. it was it was a huge, not just a news story for a day that it happened. It was a big deal. People love talking about the history of baseball more than the other sports. It had been around longer. Uh, it, was, it was more interesting at that point. But because of that entire steroids era, we will forever, we will forever have that era be marred and make it almost impossible to talk about other Hall of Famers in comparison. And I think for sports guys like you and me, it's always it does always feel like it's one step forward and two steps back. I went to more baseball games last year than I did since I was in high school. Went to about a dozen last year. And I loved it. It was a blast. The games, I, you know, you say what you want to about the pitch clock. Everybody loved it. Thought it was a good time. Enjoyed myself. They were basically all day games except for a couple. And it was, it was fun. I find myself enjoying it more the in-person experience than I ever have, but then I see this and I go, oh yeah, that's why baseball gets in its own way. I enjoy the in-person experience more. Oh yeah, but then we got to talk about television contracts and people trying to go find the sport. And you continuously, I don't have to sit there and belabor the problems with the NFL all the time. There are problems with the NFL. Well, you and I spent plenty of time on the podcast talking about fumbles through the end zone and how to fix that, but that's not a major problem about eyes on your sport. The NBA, yes, some people are upset about load management. They're taking a swing at fixing that. My team's going on a run right now. You and I had a passionate fight yesterday on a mid-January Cavaliers team, and plenty of other people are out there. They're firing head coaches that are 30-13 and 13 in Milwaukee, and we're wondering whether or not the Cavs are going to have the advantage or if they're going to get the bump in Milwaukee tonight. We'll see how that goes. But in baseball, it just always goes back to the same tired thing, and I can only have that argument so many times. Can only do it. 216-474-0092. I wanted to sneak this in because I know a lot of people are going to work. We brought this up during about last night. Brian Baldinger was on afternoon drive yesterday. And we're starting to see some people. You know how this works. A guy leaves a city, he's important, and then people automatically go, well, how great was he? Well, there's a possibility. We hope it doesn't happen. But there's a firm possibility that Bill Callahan, good good co-coach with his son, who's just accepting the Tennessee Titans head coaching job. Connor War, SI, says it could be different. And you and I went, well, that that's a big loss. And immediately some people go, well, he's an assistant coach. I mean, let's go. Let's not go crazy here. Brian Baldinger, an offensive line guru, had this to say if Bill Callahan leaves. I mean, if they lose Bill Callahan, forget it. Like, this thing might collapse. I mean, everywhere Bill's gone and then left, the offensive line went backwards after he left. I mean, Philly, Washington, Dallas, I mean, all the places been. The line went backwards after he left because he does more than just the offensive line. He does the run game. Like, when he stands up in front of the room, he could be the head coach. Some people think he should be the head coach. He's just a commanding figure. And then to look what he did this past year with Jerron Christian coming in off the street, like getting guys ready to play, developing players, Nick Harris, pick a guy, Wyatt Teller, like he develops players. He's one of the top three offensive line coaches in this business. It would be a tremendous loss, but it's the most valuable coach on anybody's staff. You always go looking for nuance. It's not that their season's going to be ruined next year if Bill Callahan decides to go coach with his son, if they can work all that out and he ends up leaving. They can always hire a good offensive coach or offensive line coach. They've hired a good defensive coordinator, and they've hired a good special teams coordinator. So they could always go out and hire somebody else. I don't want to turn it into the Joe Thomas principle where the back of the, the guy who fills in is never going to be the legend he is. 
But I also know that, yeah, that's going to be something we have to pay attention to because this offensive line, with all the injuries, and they've never really played a whole season together, with all the injuries, has been a very sturdy offensive line. It's, it's, and it's more important than ever with you-know-who at quarterback. I can't go from saying for four years what a massive advantage having Bill Callahan is here to now acting like it doesn't matter if he leaves. Like, then we'd be inconsistent. We'd be lying to you. Mm-hmm. It is a big deal. I think life goes on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say, "Hey, I had the Browns finishing second in the division. Now nah. I have them finishing third. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that." But I do think he has been a big part. And from what everybody who's ever been there has told us, he's been a big part of the running game plan. He's obviously been a big part of making sure that when offensive linemen go down, you you don't just put up a white flag like some teams do around the league. So I do think this is a significant loss if he's gone. I think it would be. Uh, I think it can cost you a game if you have to flip people in and out because of injuries. I think it can cost you a game. I think it can cost you a spot. I think there's other things that could. I think there's other things that can make up for it. But I'm not going to act like it wouldn't be a significant loss, and it's something I'm definitely paying attention to. Coming up next, Cam Justice. How much attention is she paying to it? And, Mitch, you got some audio for 940? We do. All right. We'll put you to the test. Mitch, please, coming up. Take us with you to work on the free Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 